Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. One of the biggest concerns you have when you decide to get long-term care insurance is how much coverage do you want? And this is our question of the week this week from Meredith. And Meredith has sent in a question through our website, and she asks, how do you know how much long-term care insurance to get? Now, long-term care insurance is different than insurances that we are familiar with, like health insurance or home insurance, auto insurance. With health insurance, there are deductibles, co-pays, out-of-pocket maximums, and our policy will cover the rest. And especially since we have this new version now, it's unlimited health care, so you pay the deductible, you pay your co-pays, and then everything else is supposed to be covered. Um, that's really the way health insurance works, and health insurance covers acute care. Long-term care is different. When I say acute care, acute care is where a patient receives active but short-term treatment for an injury or episode of illness, an urgent medical condition, or during recovery from surgery. So in medical terms, care for acute health conditions is opposite from chronic care or what we call long-term care, which is ongoing care. So understand this. When we have, when we're looking at insurances out there like health insurance, we're, we're, we're it's just going to pay for you know whatever minus our co-pays. When we design a long-term care insurance plan, what we're really trying to do is, again, design that bucket of money that's going to pay for that ongoing long-term care should we need it. Now, long-term care is triggered by a chronic health condition, which is expected to last 90 days or more. It is not generally medical in nature, which is why health insurance does not cover that. Now, let me explain this for a second. When I say it's not medical in nature, this is what throws a lot of people off. You may have a stroke. You may be in a horrible accident. You may be diagnosed with cancer or Alzheimer's. It may be a medical condition that gets you into a long-term care situation, but the ongoing help that you need is not acute care. It is not, you don't need a medical specialist, a doctor or nurse in most cases. And so that is the problem, I think, where people get confused because they say, well, we got Medicare and Medicare would pay if my health is compromised. Yes and no. Medicare is going to pay for that acute care. So if you have the stroke, they're going to save your life. They're going to put you in the emergency room and they're going to get you, you know, as back to normal as they can. But what's going to happen is when you plateau and your plateau now is I still need help every single day to get through the day, transferring, bathing, dressing, eating. That's where Medicare says, no, we don't pay for that. That's why so many people suffer with long-term care situations. So when we buy long-term care insurance, really what we're buying is a defined benefit, often described as a pool of funds, or you'll hear me say a bucket of money. And that money is designed to help make sure that you have a dedicated source of funds to pay for an ongoing extended health care event. Now, you are the one who decides how big that bucket of money is. You're going to, you know, figure that out. And you're the one that's when you're buying your long-term care insurance, you're saying, I want this much coverage or I want a little bit more. I want a little bit less. And there's several factors that you're going to decide when you buy a long-term care insurance plan. Number one is the total benefit, benefit amount. So think of that as how much money is in the bucket of money. That can be a defined amount like $100,000 or it can even be a bottomless bucket. Like my personal policy has a lifetime or what we call an unlimited benefit. So that just means I can pull money out of that policy for as long as I live if I'm on claim. The second thing you're going to decide, so number one is how much money is in the bucket. Number two is how much is my benefit per day or per month that I pull out of that. Now, most traditional long-term care insurance plans, again, the ones that you just pay as you go, the use it or to lose it, the ones where there's no other value in the policy, most of those policies, the older ones especially, used a daily amount, a daily limit. So they would say, 
we reimburse you up to $100 a day. So they looked at every day individually. Most of our asset-based plans out there now, not all of them, but most of them will use a monthly benefit. So they're going to say, well, we'll give you $3,000 a month. They look at the entire month instead of the $100 a day. But that's the second factor you're deciding. You're saying, if it's a monthly benefit plan, you say, well, I want $3,000 a month and I want $200,000 in my bucket of money. And that's how you kind of design a long-term care plan. Then you also decide the third factor on that bucket of money is how do do I want that bucket of money to grow? So if I have $3,000 today per month, what's that $3,000 going to feel like in 20 years? Well, with inflation, it's probably going to feel like half that. It's probably going to feel it's have the buying power of about $1,500 today. So that's where you put what they call these inflation riders on them. And you've heard me talk about inflation riders. I am not a big believer um, or a big fan of that term, I should say, because it's not tied to inflation. There were some old policies where you would tie to inflation. And actually, Nationwide still has a policy out today where you can get an inflation rider that is tied to a inflation index. But when we talk about inflation riders, most of them are just a guaranteed growth rate. So 3%, 4%, 5%, whatever that number is, that just means that that benefit, the money that's in the bucket is going to grow by 3% a year. The amount that you can take out of that bucket is going to grow by 3%. So that's the third thing you decide. So when we're just designing these long-term care plans, we are really saying, we're going to design how, how much money do we want in that bucket? How fast do we want to be able to take that money out? So that would be our monthly or daily benefit amount. And then do we want that bucket of money to grow over time so it will keep up with the rising costs or keep up with inflation? Now, unlike health insurance, long-term care insurance is not paying for a particular procedure or operation. It is paying for ongoing care most of which is custodial care, which, you know, is, is help with the active, daily activities of living, basically, is what they're calling it. The transferring, the bathing, the dressing, the meal preparation, the light housework. That's what most long-term care pays for. Custodial care is the number one expense paid for by long-term care insurance. But long-term care insurance also covers other expenses, including skilled care, which is nursing care. And that's what I think most people still picture. When I say long-term care, they think, ugh. I don't want to go to a nursing home. Well, very few people with long-term care insurance ever end up in a nursing home because the whole idea of having a plan is to have that dedicated source of funds to pay for the care and receive the care in your uh, place of choosing, so to speak. So I want to be in my home or I want to be in assisted living or I want to move into this community. So that's the idea. But long-term care insurance will pay for that 24-7 skilled nursing care. It pays for therapy care. This is something that my grandmother used. She had physical therapy come into her house and work on her hip a couple days a week. It'll pay for the personal care, the light housework, the laundry, um, helping you with your mail and your finances, grocery shopping, things like that. Long-term care insurance will cover those expenses as well. And finally, if you move into an assisted living facility, an adult family home, a continuing care retirement center, some type of facility, your long-term care insurance is going to pay your housing costs. And what I mean by that is everything that falls under that roof, your cable television bill, your laundry service, your maid service, everything is going to be covered. Your property taxes, it's all covered. So basically, you're moving in and you're renting. When you're in your home, Long-term care insurance is paying for those services to come in, but once you move to a facility, long-term care will cover the total expenses to be in that facility, which is your housing expenses. So that brings us back to the question of the week from Meredith. How do you know how much long-term care insurance you need? Well, the short answer is we don't. We honestly don't. But there are steps that we can take that will help us design a plan that will work for our situation. And that's what we're going to talk about today on Long-Term Care Radio. We're going to just spend a little bit of time going over some of the strategies and some of the information that we look at when we're sitting down with a client and trying to design a plan and figure out how much money is in that bucket and how much money can you take out of that bucket. Um, Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you a little bit. We have a class coming up next Wednesday. So that's Wednesday the 20th. It's going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff Pacific time. It's going to be 4 o'clock Mountain Time for those of you listening in Colorado. And you can sign up at our website at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. And right on the homepage, you're going to see attend an event 
just click on that box, fill out the information. You will get a link emailed to you. And all you have to do is on, on the webinar day, just click on that link and it'll open up in your browser and that's it. You don't have to download any software. You don't have to put in any other information. And you can join us for that live webinar class where we're going to discuss what long-term care is, what it pays for, what your options are, what Medicare does, Medicaid, difference between asset base and traditional plans. We're going to cover all that. So again, live class Wednesday, the 20th, three o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Mountain Time. Um, so sign up at our website on that. And then today in the show, I've got a lot of stuff I'm going to talk about. We've got a great client of the week. If you have inherited an IRA recently, you know the rules have changed. I'm going to show you how we took an inherited IRA and set up a long-term care plan for a client and spread the taxes out over 10 years to meet the new rules for the SECURE Act. And before we go, I want to touch up on just a little bit more about legacy planning and what some long-term care does. So stick around. We're going to head into our first break. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in. By the way, if you ever miss any of these uh, these shows, if you're listening live on the radio, I know a lot of people are in their car bouncing around. You can always get the podcast. We put them up on our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can also uh, get it through iTunes or even ask your smart speaker to play long-term care radio, and they will pull up the most recent episode, and you can always grab that there. So um, today we're going to talk a little bit about how you – plan, put a plan in place and how much coverage you need. The question came in from Meredith this week that said, hey, how do you figure out how much long-term care insurance you need? And again, because, you know, if we if we buy a home, we go out and we we give them the appraisal and the, they come out and they look at the house or they say, okay, you got 4,000 square feet, it's $250 a square foot to fix. And then how much furniture do you have, art, guns, jewelry, whatever, and they add all that up and then they come up with a finite number. So the next day your house is struck by lightning, it burns down, you kind of know how much you need. You, you, you do because you, you had an idea. You you had the inventory of all your, your, your belongings and they insured that. Well, the problem with long-term care insurance is we're going into the unknown. My grandmother started out just a couple hours a day for two days a week. 
And then that escalated. And I have clients that have, I just had a client in last month whose mom, they were spending $22,000 a month on home health care. So she needed 24 seven care and she was trying to stay in her home. So it's all over the board. And so that's the, this is the million dollar question. How do we figure it out? So let's talk a little bit about some of the steps that we go through. Unlike health insurance, long-term care insurance is not paying for a particular procedure or operation. It's paying for ongoing care, most of which is custodial care. So keep that in mind. That is one of the biggest things that we have to remember is that it's just this ongoing care. It's not a defined amount of care per se. Um, Insurance is about transferring risk or avoiding loss. So when we design a long-term care plan, we are transferring risk to the insurance company The risk that we're transferring is the financial cost of the long-term care situation. This is what devastates most most estates and most people when they end up in long-term care situations. It's that ongoing cost because now all of a sudden the costs exceed the monthly income. And so what do they have to do? They have to start spending their assets down. And when we convert those assets to income, guess what we're doing? We're also paying taxes. Whether it's selling stock or whether it's selling a piece of real estate, it doesn't matter. When you convert assets to income to pay for care, you end up with a tax liability. So the problem we face is we don't know the magnitude of the situation or if we're going to end up in a long-term care situation. I mean, let's face it. We know the odds are stacked against us. Uh, DSHS says 70% of us are going to end up in a long-term care situation after age 65. But again, we don't know what the extent of that is. But unlike, you know, rebuilding that house or or, or repairing a car where there's a finite number, what we're doing is we're really going into the unknown on a long-term care situation. So some of us will need it. Some of us will need a lot of care. Some of us will need almost no care. Some of us will never need any care at all. But the majority of us will need some type of long-term care. The million-dollar question again, how much? So... Unlike the insurance that we're used to that covers that defined risk, we are going to try to guess and we're trying to going to use the data around us to try to figure this out. So as Meredith says, how much do we need? How much do we get? Well, there isn't a chart or there isn't software that's going to just type in the number and tell you what you need. And I kind of say this uh, tongue in cheek because in the financial services industry, we there's some really slick software out there, and we like that. You come in and you sit down, and we can say, start with a budget. Let's look at how much money you have in your 401k, how much do you have in your mutual fund, how much do you have in savings, and we calculate interest rates and growth and all these things, and then we spit out these nice little pie charts and say, yeah, you're fine until 96 and a half if you take out X amount of money, you know, and the market does you know, grows at X percentage rate. We're, we're used to that. But for long-term care, we don't have that software. We don't know. That's, that's the unknown. So first off, long-term care insurance is not for everyone. Keep that in mind. When we're trying to figure out how much care do we need, long-term care insurance is not for everyone. If you do not, I, I went over this a couple of weeks ago. If, if you're on the lower income scale, you don't really have any meaningful assets. There's no need to try to go out and get a long-term care insurance because you, number one, you're not going to be be comfortable paying that premium. And number two, you don't have a lot of assets to protect. So you will end up spending your assets down very quickly and end up on Medicaid or end up having your family take care of you. Um, So when we're looking at people that do have meaningful assets, one of the first considerations we look at when we're putting a plan in place, quite simply, is, is financially. The more money you have to lose, the more money that is at risk because that's what we are mitigating with long-term care insurance. We're mitigating the financial costs of a long-term care situation. So when we sit down with people, we fill out the pre-screen, which is your health. But when I sit down and talk with you, what we're going to start talking about is things like your income, your assets, your savings, retirement accounts, real estate. And we're going to look at the overall big picture. And we're going to try to figure out if you were in a long-term care situation today and you needed $6,000 extra per month, where would that money come from? And for how long? And then what would be the next bucket of money? So we look at your finances right out of the gate. Number two, we consider where you want to age. If you say, I'm going to live and die on the back 40, I'm never moving into a facility, I'm never moving into an adult family home, we're going to say, okay, well, you need probably a more robust long-term care plan because, again, you're going to be paying your property taxes, your cable television, your food expenses, and the hourly help to come into your home. So that's going to be a little bit more expensive. And just so people know, three out of four people generally start their long-term care journey in their own home. And what happens is you're going to cross the point at some point. There's going to be a cost expenditure where you're going to get to a point and say, look, like my grandmother, 
it would make more sense financial, financially for me to move into an assisted living facility where there's 24-7 care because it's going to be a lot cheaper than me having someone come into my house 24 hours a day or 12 hours a day or 15 hours a day, whatever that number is. So we really look at where do you want to age. We look at who's going to be with you during your journey. If you are a single person and you do not have kids, you do not have family member involved, okay, well, we know you're on your own. So you're going to have to hire that help right out of the gate. If you are living with your children or plan to move in with your children and maybe your children are going to help out, well, maybe we can get by with a smaller plan because maybe we just need to have enough resources there to maybe bring somebody in part time because the rest of the time the family's going to be there. Um, and also, we just want to look and see, you know, do the kids want to participate in your caregiving? Do you want your kids to participate? Most of my clients do not. Most of my clients do not want to be a burden on their kids, but there are some families that still plan on taking care of their, their, their family members. So how much is the cost of care right now? That is another factor that we always have to look at. $30 an hour, $35 an hour, $25 an hour. A lot of it's going to depend where you live in the country. How much is that hourly rate for a home health care worker? How much is assisted living in your um, your community? Is it four thousand a month? Is it six thousand? Is it eight thousand a month? And then what? What's a nursing home cost? Again, the average nursing home cost in most of the cities is going to be between eight and ten thousand dollars. And there's some exceptions outside of that. And again, most of the nursing homes that people are paying for, remember, there's the Medicaid nursing homes, which that's eighty percent of all Medicaid expenditures is basically going to Medicaid nursing homes. Those are generally not nursing homes most people want to move into. Most of the private, nicer nursing homes are going to be the more expensive, higher in eight, nine, ten, twelve thousand dollars a month for a nursing home. We also have to consider how much care you're going to want to pay for out of pocket. So I have a lot of clients that will come in and say, I just want to, I want an additional $4,000 a month because I have pension. I have social security. I'll never run out of that. And if I need to move into an assisted living facility, I would do that and sell my home. So I just need a little bit to cover that gap. So we look at that. How much do you want to pay out of pocket? And then we look at your family history. You know, if, if every if everybody in your family, all your aunts and your mom all had Alzheimer's and you're a 62 year old woman, you might really look at that saying, gosh, I might need to really look at something that's going to cover an ongoing cognitive impairment because that's running in my family. If everybody in your family dies at 72, just overnight, ah, well, that's a different story. And so what we're really trying to do is look at family history. Now, just because you know my parents house burned down doesn't mean my house is going to burn down so that's not what i'm saying but as a general rule there are some traits that are passed on and if you know cognitive especially the, the insurance carriers are starting to look at that they're asking what what your parents died for in the medical underwriting because there are some traits that are passed on so we want to look at the family history and i just had a client yesterday he's got both of his parents they're like 96 and 97 years old and his mom is still driving and i'm like that's just impressive that's great genes so that guy might live a long time, which in the same sense means he might need long-term care insurance because his body is might be strong. He might be that guy that's living for a long time and needs some assistance. So by looking at all this different information, we can then design a plan that will work for your situation. So again, we look at financially, we look at how much money you have to protect, how much money do you have to put into play, how much, how, especially on these asset-based plans, if you can reposition a chunk of money and it's going to go back to your estate anyway and you don't need that money, that is generally the way most of our clients will set up these big plans and say, well, I don't need this amount of money anyway. How much care will that get me? And so by looking at all this information, we can design a plan that works with you. Maybe you want to supplement your, your, your income with a smaller plan or maybe you have the resources to pay for a plan that's going to cover pretty much all of the costs. One thing to keep in mind is that most of the insurance carriers are going to have some kind of limit on coverage, anywhere from $9,000 a month up to $20,000 a month, meaning that's the most coverage that you can get. And then you can put inflation riders, which will grow that coverage. So there are some limitations there. But for most people, it's a combination of where you want to age, how much money you have to put into a plan, what your financial situation is like, and then we can design a plan based around that. So um, stick around. We're going to head into our next break, take a quick break for the news. And when I come back, I want to introduce you to Alan and Sarah, our client of the week. I'm going to show you how we took an inherited IRA and turned it into a tax-free benefit for the estate. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes. Guarantee the quality of your care. 
and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to make a new resolution here. I'm going to start working on it early for next year. I'm going to try to slow down the cadence of long-term care radio because I know I am a fast talker. And um, I come in in the morning and put these shows together, and I'm drinking coffee, and I get excited, especially on the client of the week. I get real excited on this because this is my favorite part of the show, and I've got a great one this week. And again, before we get into that, you heard the ads um, earlier. We have got a class coming up this next Wednesday. So if you haven't been to one of our um, long-term care planning classes, this is a webinar class. It's live, and it's just a great way to get started. It takes about an hour. Uh, We go through the information in about 40 to 45 minutes, and then I answer questions. And you're free to go anytime you want. That's the webinar. So if you can only jump on and get the first 30 minutes, get the meat of the the, uh, presentation, that's fine. But for those of you that have the time, I'm going to stick around and answer your questions, and you just type them in. And Madeline, my case manager, is on the webinar with me and so she can handle the questions and we'll get you out that book a guide to long-term care planning and just kind of um which really just helps you along the way the, the the planning journey answering questions it's got a glossary in it um it's got some great examples on it and so that's what we do here every week on the radio the client of the week we have a bunch of those on our website if you go to 525longtermcare.com scroll down to the bottom of the page and just click on examples and you will see there's all kinds of examples of traditional asset-based plans single funded plans all kinds of things and this week on our client of the week i want to introduce you to alan who is 62 sarah who is 60 they are both retired and now currently living off a savings and pension Alan is going to wait until age 70 to take his Social Security. Sarah will take hers at age 67. They have rental income. They have investments and retirement accounts. Alan just inherited an IRA from his mother, and it's money that they don't need. It's just it's excess money, and so he would really like to be able to pass that back on to the estate. But for any of you that have inherited anything recently, any qualified money, retirement accounts, IRAs, Guess what? You know now. The SECURE Act, the new rules have changed it. You can no longer take this money and spread out the distributions over your lifetime. It used to be, you know, Alan could inherit that money from his mother. He could then spread it out over his lifetime and then pass that on to his wife or pass it on to his kids, any unused portion. And those, so a lot of those big IRAs, you know, they would sit there if you're just taking out the required minimum distributions. What would happen is those, a lot of those IRAs in good market would just continue to grow and they would continue to maintain their value. Well, the SECURE Act, what they did is they pushed up the required minimum distribution. So that's the age, the age that you have to actually go in and start taking that IRA money or your 401k money out. So we've been putting into it our whole lives. And it used to be at age, the year you turned 70 and a half is when you had to start taking out required minimum distributions. And give or take, it was, you know, around $36,000 per million dollars is what you could basically plan on the first year. So what they did is in the SECURE Act said, look, we're going to allow you to go up to age 72 before you have to start taking out required minimum distribution. So everybody was like, rah, 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 yay. Guess what? We get to let our money grow even longer, tax deferred. But that's not the point of the SECURE Act. It wasn't a gift to us. What, what they did at the same sense is they said, you can wait to age 72. And by the way, that age is going to creep up to age 75 here pretty soon as well, too. So by the time I'm um, to that age of taking out distributions, the age is going to be 75. So they just passed another rule that's going to continue to push that age up for required minimum distributions. But the catch here is that... It's not a gift to me allowing me to go to age 75 to take money out or or for Alan to go to age 72 because what's going to happen is just like what's happening to Alan right now. When you pass on an IRA, your people that inherit it, unless it's your spouse or a disabled kid, there's a few carve outs. But as a general rule, when you pass it on to your kids, they now have to distribute that entire IRA, take that money out in 10 years. 
It doesn't have to be in 10 level installments, but it has to be moved out in 10 years. And there's some controversy right now. My understanding is that you still have to take out a required minimum distribution, which would be a minimum amount. So maybe the first nine years, you have to take out at least that. And then the 10th year, you could take out the lump sum or you could take it out in any chunk. It's just that you have to pull all that money out claim it as income, and pay taxes on it within 10 years. So that's what the SECURE Act did. And folks, the bottom line for this, they're pretty smart on this. I mean, the IRS and Congress got together and they looked at this and they said, we are going to go from an average of a a 22% tax rate on required minimum distributions to 34%. That's what they did. Because you got a 50 or 60-year-old like Alan who's got good income, and now all of a sudden he's got to start taking out this money out of his IRA and claim that as income. It's going to push his overall taxes up. They're going to get a higher percentage of tax on that IRA money. So anyway, back to Alan and Sarah. Their biggest concern, um, they wanted to be able to pass some of this money back onto their estate. They have two kids. Um, They were not grandparents yet, but they were hoping that uh, the the grandkids were on the way here pretty soon. Um, Sarah has some experience with her mom who suffered from Alzheimer's before she passed away. So she got... You know, she, she's this is firsthand for her. She's it's on the radar for her. She says, "Look, I, I just I don't want to be a burden on my family. I'm well, well aware of that." Alan got pretty lucky with his dad, but he did watch his mom spend the last three years of her life in assisted living. So both of them had some family experience with long-term care situations. What we found out during their conversation, obviously, was that you know Alan and Sarah had a very nice nest egg. They had done a great job working, saving, diversifying, again, real estate, real, um, uh, real estate, rental income, retirement accounts, mutual fund savings. They did not want their kids to have to manage their care. That was another big concern for them and saying, look, we want our kids, you know, we're hoping they're going to start having babies here pretty soon. And we want them to be parents to their kids. And if something happens to us, we don't want them giving up their lives to, to step in and manage our care. And they had just inherited this IRA. Alan's mother had passed away. They inherited this IRA money. And now Alan's looking at this saying, you know, this was extra money. I wasn't expecting this. I don't need this. And now I've got to pull this out over 10 years. I've got to start claiming this as income. I would like to find a way to, you know, protect my estate or pass this on. So I thought, okay, that's very interesting. Um, And by the way, both of them felt they played paid plenty of taxes and and they wanted to do some estate planning so they were working with an attorney trying to figure out the best way to move some of their wealth to the next generation without paying the, you know more taxes than they needed to so that was very you know I appreciate that because a lot of people don't do that and then so much that's our name 525 it's an IRS tax publication taxable and non-taxable income so many people forget about the tax man especially at death So some notes um, from the planning process. First off, Alan and Sarah were both in very good health. They had plenty of options. And so that's the key. Again, your health is what allows you to get long-term care insurance. That's really the truth. And so they had all the options. All the carriers would underwrite them. They were um, within the age age groups, and they were healthy enough to do that. They had a good amount of money in savings, retirement accounts. They had liquid assets. And they had this new inheritance that we were going to look at and see if we could do something with that. And so based on what had happened with the new SECURE Act, Alan knew that he was faced pulling this money out of his mom's IRA that he inherited. He was going to have to start taking out distributions out of that and get that money spent down in 10 years. And so he was working with the CPA. They were trying to figure that out. Right now, he was not taking Social Security. So he thought, eh, it might be a good time to start taking some of this money out now. But do I take more of it out? Because again, you just you have to get it out in 10 years, but you don't have to wait 10 years to do it. You can pull it all out at once. So he was juggling on that. And so I said, you know, what if we took that inherited IRA and we turned that into long-term care insurance for you and we turned it into a tax-free benefit back to the estate if you don't use it? And again, tax-free, meaning that if you leave it as an IRA and you pass it on to somebody else, they're going to pay tax on it. What if I could show you how to turn that into a tax-free benefit to the estate if you don't use it? But we could also put long-term care that would protect the rest of your estate and give you benefits should you need long-term care. And they said, absolutely. We would love to look at that. So we have a very unique program where we can take a lump sum out of a retirement account. So you can do this with your own retirement account or for people that inherit a retirement account, an inherited IRA, we can take a lump sum. We can take that lump sum inherit. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, but it can be. 
So what we did for Alan and what we did for Sarah is we took the inherited IRA, which was $540,000. It was a little bit more than that, but we had rounded it out. He settled it out, and he took $540,000. We took that $540,000 IRA that he inherited, and we rolled it over to the insurance company. It was not considered a distribution this year. It was just considered an, a rollover. So we're moving from Fidelity to Schwab, basically. That's all we're doing. So we took the $540,000. We deposited it into an IRA in the background with the insurance company. Now, they are going to take a distribution out of that $540,000 every year for $59,000. And what that's going to do is buy this long-term care insurance. Now, for those of you listening on the radio, you're driving, don't get caught up in this. We're going to get into the numbers, and I know that it gets confusing, but I just, just try to stick with me. What we did is we took this inherited IRA, we just deposited it in one lump sum. What that did for Alan and, and Sarah is it gave them each long-term care coverage for life. They're each going to have $15,015 a month. The reason why it's an odd number like that is because it's just based off of uh, the, the single deposit that we put in. So... Alan's going to get $15,000 a month for life. Sarah's going to get $15,000 a month of life for long-term care insurance. So think about that. That's $180,000 per person per year, $360,000 if they're both on claim. And if they both end up with Alzheimer's, they can pull $360,000 out of this plan tax-free for the rest of their life. Now, that's the long-term care coverage. The way that money, that 540 that they deposited into the plan is going to be taxed, is going to be taxed once a year. He's going to get a 1099R for 10 years for $59,400. The reason why it's a little bit more is because really what's happening is that $540,000 is buying $594,000 of insurance over 10 years because he is still earning some interest on that IRA money. It's not a lot, but it's a guaranteed, and it's just built to leverage into this long-term care plan, and it's built to distribute those taxes over the 10 years. Now, remember, he's got to take this $540,000 out in 10 years regardless. That's the rules of the SECURE Act. By putting a single deposit into this insurance company, the insurance company is going to then reach into one bucket, that IRA bucket they set up, and pull that money into the long-term care plan on their books and generate a 1099R every year for $59,000. So that's what Alan will claim as income every year for 10 years. And at the end of the 10 years, his inherited IRA is all moved into the long-term care plan. And now it is an asset that will go tax-free to the estate if he never uses it. And that number is $750,758. So just round it down to $750,000. So what I mean by that is they put $540,000 into that plan. And over 10 years, it'll be distributed into this long-term care plan. But if they die and they never use long-term care, $750,000 goes back tax-free to the estate. Now think about that. If they leave the 540 where it is and they pay the ta they just take it out and they pay the tax on it and they just put it into another account and they grow it to $750,000, well that $750,000 there's going to be some kind of gain, some kind of tax on that. This is going to be a tax-free pass-through to the estate to the kids now. But that's not what we got it for. What we got it for is long-term care. Should they need long-term care insurance, they can each pull out $180,000 a year tax-free for as long as they need it. This plan also has a concierge-level care support, which means they will assign somebody to Alan and Sarah and their family, which will guide them. Claim specialists, care coordination, case management, that's all included. They get home improvement of $30,000, which means if they need a wheelchair ramp, a, a stair lift, an adjustable bed, an intravenous pump, medical equipment, or home improvements, they can make those modifications to their home. They can pull that money right out of this plan. They can also pull $30,000 out for caregiver training. So that means if the kids or one of them need to take a class on medication management or something like that, they can do that as well, too. That's all built into this plan. But think of what they did. Basically, Alan inherited this, this IRA, and he's like, I don't really need this money. 
I'm going to just take it out of one pocket. I'm going to stick it in this other pocket, and I'm going to get all these other features and benefits. They've got long-term care coverage protection today. They don't have to wait the 10 years. That's The, the 10 years has nothing to do with it. The 10 years of distributions is just how that money is going to be pulled out in tax. So they don't have to pay the tax on all the money this year. They get to spread that out for 10 years. But they both have lifetime coverage starting today. And guess what? The way this plan works, let's say that Alan and Sarah go out and they get on an airplane and they crash and they're gone. They, they, they both die. Well, at the end of year one, they're going to get $1.2 million paid back to the estate. At the end of year five, $1,012,000 is going to be paid back to the estate until it gets down. They're going to have a higher death benefit for the first eight years because remember, Really, what the insurance company did is they took that IRA money, they stuck it into a separate bucket to fund the long-term care plan. The long-term care plan has a death benefit, also has a waiver premium, so they're never going to lose a dime. I mean, it's just, it's such a great deal. And folks, if you are inheriting an IRA, it's an easy way to set up one of these plans. And by the way, it is something that takes care of the Secure Act requirements. You don't have to do a thing now. Alan doesn't have to do any paperwork. He's simply going to get a 1099-R every single year that says, hey, here's the distribution that was made out of that inherited IRA, but they've got the coverage today, right now. So, whoo, I'm going to uh, take a break real quick. We're going to head into our final break. Stick around. I've got a few more minutes left of long-term care radio. I want to talk a little bit more about IRA 401k Secure Acts and a little bit about legacy planning. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. A smart and informative way to learn about long-term care and have your questions answered is to join Brian Ott from 525 Advisors for a free long-term care planning live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. You'll learn so much. Then, when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, plans that even have lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Read the reviews. People love working with 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage can give your family. Sign up now for the free live webinar Wednesday, October 20th at 4 p.m. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, uh, you heard the ad. Um, only class I have this month in October is coming up next Wednesday. That's the 20th at uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time. So that's 4 o'clock Mountain time. Again, jump on our website, 525 Long-Term Care. The class is free. We'll get you the book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning. And um, it's just a great way for you to learn the basics about what we're talking about. We just kind of try to squeeze all of it down into a quick hour of education. And then when you guys are ready and you, you'll have some of the most basic questions answered, like what long-term care pays for, how do you trigger a claim, all those kind of things. That's all going to be covered 
in this webinar. And again, that's next Wednesday, the 20th at 3 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Mountain Time. So one of the things I wanted to clear up here, too, you know, we, we this client of the week is just fantastic, um, Ellen and Ellen and Sarah. Basically, what happened is if you have inherited IRAs now because of the SECURE Act, you just got to distribute that money. And if you pass IRA money on to kids, they have got to pull that money out in 10 years. And so that's the big takeaway on the SECURE Act. So understand that. And one of the things that these long-term care plans do, if you know Ed Slot, um, Ed Slot's a CPA. You'll see him on PBS uh, quite a bit. He writes quite a few books. And he's always, you know, he, he's always preaching you have to be aware of the taxes. So many people forget about the taxes. And what I mean by that is, is they get confused on tax-deferred and tax-free. So when we're growing IRAs and 401ks, I mean, generally the rule is we get a job, we contribute to our 401k, we retire, we roll that over to an IRA. Well, we can grow that money tax deferred, meaning we don't have to claim any of that as income, any of the gain. And then when we hit age 72 now, we have to start taking out required minimum distributions, and that's counted as income, and that's added to your Social Security, that's added to your pension, that's added to your rental income. And so then, you know, it pushes a lot of people into higher tax brackets. And so Ed Slot is a big believer that, you know, you have to be aware of how that tax works because the idea is when you leave IRA money now to and to your kids, it's a whole different game. They no longer get to spread those taxes out over their lifetime, meaning let that IRA grow and just take required minimum distributions based on their life expectancy. Now it's 10 years. So you take somebody that's in their 40s or 50s, they're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, they're in the, you know, their income is just going up, and all of a sudden you leave them a million-dollar IRA, they got to pull out another $100,000 a year to spread it out evenly over 10 years. Now, again, they don't have to do it in 10 years, but your most tax-efficient way would be to spread it out over the 10 years versus trying to take $200,000 a year out in five years if you had the income, because it would just push your income up even higher. So that's the big takeaway on the SECURE Act. Just be aware of that. I think a lot of people are surprised at that, that really the, the SECURE Act allowing us to let our money grow tax-deferred longer is really just the tax play by the federal government because they are now going to get a higher percentage of those IRAs and those 401ks that are passed on to the next generation. Um, Lastly, before I go today, I want to talk a little bit about legacy. And and I say this because Alan and Sarah, you know, in our conversation when we were talking just about planning and what was important to them, one of the things that was really important to them was their legacy. They had met with an estate planning attorney and they said, look, we're really trying to figure this out. We want to leave something meaningful to our kids and hopefully to our grandkids. They were still waiting for their grandkids. And so they were looking at some trust and some estate planning. They were trying to figure out some tax things. And I think one of the things people get confused on legacy, you know, what does that mean? I think most people think of it as material things or wealth. I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this art collection, whatever it is. I think I'm leaving this big retirement account. That's my legacy. But more importantly, I think it's the memories and the, the, the feeling that we leave with somebody. That's really the legacy. I think and more people need to understand that. You know, when we talk about, like, you know, your dad, the people say, oh, my dad was the best. He came to every single soccer game that I ever played in, regardless of whether it was snowing or raining or whatever. He was always there. That's the legacy. That's what people remember. Now, think about our client of the week, you know, from Sarah. She, she, she watched her mom go through Alzheimer's. Alan watched her mom in a long-term care situation. And what happened with that when they're thinking about their parents now? You know, Sarah was very honest. She said, you know, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal watching my mom go through Alzheimer's. Number one, she wasn't prepared. She didn't have any long-term care insurance. She said it was very chaotic trying to find a place for her. She didn't want to go. And so the legacy for her mom, it was rough. It's Again, it's like long-term care situations have the power to make our last year's the worst years for not only us, but for our family members. And it's because when people aren't prepared, they don't have a plan. They don't know how to do it. And when I talk about long-term care planning, I'm not talking about simply whether you have enough money or not. I'm talking about actually having a plan. Who are you going to call? Where would you live? Would you consider moving into assisted living? How do you want this to play out? If you have a massive stroke, do you really want your spouse to try to bring you home and take care of you? Do you have the resources to bring in the help to do that at home? Or have you gone out and have you looked at places where maybe you could age 
you know, and it would be better for everybody, including the family. I mean, that's really the legacy. And so a lot of people get hooked up on this. I want to leave as much assets to my family as as possible. And quite frankly, there's a lot of people that will never buy a long-term care insurance plan because they think they are saving that money. Remember last week when I was talking about the, the, the client I had whose dad had stuck all the cash in the walls in the house and just hid money everywhere. He thought he was protecting and saving that money. So a lot of people think that. But with these new asset-based plans, look what Alan and Sarah did. They took 540. It's going to come back to seven, at 750 tax-free to the estate if they don't use it. But what it really does is it gives their family not only the resources financially to pay for care. It gives them that concierge level service. It gives them that access to that team of professionals that will help them manage their care situation in a time of need. And folks, that is the part that just drains families. I don't care how much money you have, your money, your bank account, your mutual fund, your Amazon stock, it is not going to call and line up caretakers and do the vetting and do the background checks and explain to you which is the best assisted living facility to move into. That's why those team of professionals that come with these better asset-based long-term care plans are so important because now we have that concierge-level service. Your kids need help. They're going to call that 800 number. They're going to talk to Peggy. They're going to talk to Steve. They're going to talk to whoever was assigned to them, and that person's going to be able to guide them and help them manage your situation. And that is part of the legacy, making those last years of your life the best years for you and your family. So your kids can go on with their lives. They can still be part of your life but they don't have to give up their life for you. So that's what we do at 525 Advisors. Again, we have a class coming up next Wednesday. I encourage everybody, if you don't know much about long-term care, that's a great way to get started. Sign up at 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. And join us next week. We'll be back with another new show. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.